Thank you, Nolene, for our reading today. Let us pray. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be truly acceptable to you. Amen. Seems like a long time since I've seen you all, and it has. The whole of February, this is the first time I've been in town to be able to worship with you all. So it is great to be here. And um, Ed and the family send their love and best wishes and apologies as the cold seems to have gone throughout their whole family and leaving them a bit weak this morning, yet strong in spirit, but send their love to you all. Our gospel lesson for today takes us through Matthew's account of the temptation of Jesus. It's a text that has been read and preached about many times, and a text that I'm sure many of you are aware of. It tells us about how Jesus is being tempted by the devil, yet Jesus does not give in. For every temptation that Jesus is confronted with, he has the best comeback line. The devil tries his best but cannot get Jesus to deny who he is and whose he is. The devil offers Jesus a deal saying, if you are the son of God, then you will do this. If you are the son of God, then you will do that. All the time trying to test Jesus and trying to get Jesus to do something that he didn't have to. Jesus knew who he was. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am very pleased. The living God has said, this is my son. And because Jesus knows who he is and whose he is, he is able to withstand anything that the devil throws at him. We see that the devil tries to tempt Jesus to do things when he is at his weakest, when he is in a place of desolation and isolation, in the wilderness, when he has been fasting and his body is weak, the devil tries to get him to do something to alleviate his hunger, tries to get him to do something. Isn't this very much like us when we are at our weakest and we are faced with temptations? When we are hungry, when we are alone, when we are in need of money, when we are cut off from our sense of identity and we are not sure who we are and where we belong. All times of weakness in a person's life and when it is easy to succumb to temptation. All of us will face these times of weakness and we will be tempted to do things that we might not be proud of 
What can we do when we face these times? Jesus did not give in to these temptations. If anything, they made him stronger. He remembered who he was and who he belonged to. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am very pleased. I read an interesting fact about what happens when a well, you know, the water well with water and it goes dry. Many might think that when a well goes dry, one would just fill it up again with water. Well, no, in fact, in order to refill an empty well, one has to dig deeper and deeper to find the wellspring of life-giving water that lies within the depths. So it is to be with us. When we are faced with temptation and we find ourselves in those lonely, isolated places, those wilderness places of our very souls, to find that life-giving water, that sustenance that will sustain us when nothing else will. Digging deeper and deeper into our souls, into our hearts, into our minds. It is there that we will be reminded that all things are possible with God. Weeping comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You yourself will have those verses, those scriptures, those words that help you to dig deeper, that help you to resist, that help you to stay strong. So what do we do? when we find ourselves in these wilderness places? Do we give in to temptation and allow ourselves to go into those dark places? What did Jesus do? Jesus faced those temptations head on. He did not run away from them. He stood up to them and he won. Sometimes we have to name those temptations and we have to admit the place that they have in our lives. A couple of weeks ago, we held a Pacifica National Conference in AGM in Tukuroa. And as I was the national president at that time, and with our national executive having to plan this um, conference for over 20 branches across the country, in the midst of a cyclone, Gabriel apparently beating down upon us, and um, COVID in the last year or so, we've had a lot of ups and downs in terms of trying to ensure that the conference goes ahead. So as our national executive prepared to run this conference, we were standing outside the venue on the Friday morning we linked arms and we formed a circle and they asked me to pray. I prayed. And then I asked them all to pray too, if they would like, and then I would end the prayer. 
Everyone prayed things like, be with us, Lord, bless us and guide us. When one of our national executives blurted out in a loud voice, Lord, we want to rebuke the devil and we want to proclaim your power and might over any evil that might come to take over this conference. We chase them out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I didn't have to finish it off, that prayer. We went into that conference like we were the boss. And because we went and strengthened by our prayer, strengthened by our conviction that we were going to go in there and nothing was going to go wrong. Well, I don't think anything went wrong. I haven't heard. But we went in there as though we were an army. And yet we were a depleted executive that started with 10 members, had three resignations during our term. We went in there as though the world, we had nothing to fear. And we didn't because we knew that God was with us and God would lead us through that time and in that conference. So sometimes we need to proclaim God's power and might that God's power and might will see us through, just as he promises. And we name it, because if there is any evil around, it will not win. God's power and love will prevail. Amen? Amen. We need never fear, and we need never be afraid, for in that very place, a still small voice can be heard whispering in our ears. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. We are never alone. However, we would be fooling ourselves if we didn't admit that sometime or another we will be in that place of wilderness. What can we do? We know that life happens and that we will all experience sadness and loss and times of temptation. It's only by going through the wilderness that a person will truly know what he or she is made of. It's only when we are tested and tried that we will truly know our strength and our endurance level. It's when we are in that low ground that we will know whether we have what it takes to climb out. It's by going through the wilderness that we get to the promised land. The Israelites experienced this when they were led out of Egypt. When Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and being tempted by the devil, physically he must have been weak. However weak he was physically, this does not weaken his spirit. If anything, Jesus trusted that the spirit that led him into the wilderness, that same spirit was there to lead him out again. So how do we strengthen ourselves for these tough times? When someone wants to be fit and strong in body, they might go to a gym or join a sports club. Where does one go when they are weak in spirit and need spirit, spiritual strength? Jesus lived the words, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind so that even in the harshest conditions, he did not waver. He stood strong. 
Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. An interesting fact about eagles, eagles know when a storm is coming. Instead of flapping their wings and trying to fly away and escape the storm, they set their wings. And they use the winds of the storm to rise above the storm. That is why you see an eagle will soar in the sky. It will use the winds of the storm to help it to rise, to fly higher than those winds, to soar like an eagle above the storm. They use the winds to rise above the storm. Life will surely happen to us, and we will be severely tested. We will be weak, and we will be tempted. Yet Jesus shows us that when we are strong in our faith, when we know who we are, and we know right from wrong, that we can face up to evil, and we can win. God only knows what this Lenten journey that we have begun will bring for each of us and where it will lead us. But God makes each one of us a promise. God promises to sit with us, to walk with us, to even carry us when life seems too hard and we don't think we can go on. God promises never to leave us. The temptations of life are all around us. None of us is immune to trials and tribulations, temptations and trouble. We will spend time in the wilderness and we will walk through the wilderness. And when we do, remember the truth that we are not left alone to face the troubles and fears and heartbreaks and temptations of our world on our own. We are not alone. We are not alone now, nor will we ever be. God's love, God's presence, and God's faith in us is real, and we are not alone. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going